Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in Acts chapter 5, and if you remember what we've seen previously, uh, Peter and John had been arrested, and it says that they laid their hands on the apostles. We know these two were there. There might have been more of the apostles that were arrested. I'm not sure. But in Acts 5.18, they were put in jail, and they sort of made a public spectacle at them. But in the middle of the night, the angel of the Lord opened the gates of the prison, took them out, and told them what to do. Say, so go back in the temple and continue speaking this whole message of this life. And so they did. Well, then the religious powers that be, the high priest and the council and all these folks, they sent for him the next day, and they weren't in the prison. And so the officers were shocked. The guards were shocked. They didn't know where they were. Well, then the report comes back and it says, hey, the ones you're looking for, they're in the temple down here, and they're teaching the people. Okay. They're, they're, they're back there doing it again. So uh, we'll pick it up in Acts chapter 5, verse 26. says this, Then the captain went along with the officers and proceeded to bring them back without violence, for they were afraid of the people that they might be stoned. It gives you an idea of the intensity of what was going on and uh, what was happening with the, with the people. And uh, the religious rulers and the officers, they were scared to death of the people. It says here they were afraid of the people that they might be stoned. That who would be stoned? Yeah, the religious rulers that they might be stoned, because the people were beginning to realize what was going on here. Uh, you know that what happened with Jesus that he had been crucified. Peter kept driving that home, and they're seeing this miraculous stuff being done in the name of Jesus. So, verse twenty-seven, when they brought them, they stood before the council. The high priest questioned them, saying. We gave you strict orders not to continue teaching in this name. And yet you, you, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. <laughs> now they're, they're getting scared now. I mean, we see this happening all the time in religious circles nowadays, okay, and, and churches and things like this. We see this happening politically all the time, that the powers that be, man, they're getting nervous. They're getting very anxious. They are worried here. And he said, we gave you orders like they had any power and any authority. They didn't have any power and authority. They knew it. So they couldn't give any orders to discontinue this teaching. Okay. And now they're accusing them of being rabble rousers. He says, yeah, you filled Jerusalem with your teaching and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Remember how Peter had said repeatedly, Acts 2, 3, 4, 5, all the way through. He's saying, this Jesus whom you crucified, whom you crucified. And they were picking up on that. And the people were too. And they're saying, hey, you're trying to uh, get this man's blood on us. Verse 29. But Peter and the apostles answered. Now notice this, Peter and the apostles. Before it had been Peter and John, but now it's apostles in the plurals. That's the reason I'm thinking that more, if not all of them are there. They said this, we must, must obey God rather than than men. Now, they weren't being sarcastic or smarmy or anything in religious sense. They just tell them the truth. We're going to obey God rather than men. But they continue. Verse 30. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, 
whom you had put to death by hanging him on a cross. And so what are they saying? Oh, you're worried about uh, our intention of bringing this man's blood upon us? You were the one that did that. We're simply speaking forth the truth. Okay? We're declaring the truth of what's going on here. You're the one that put him on the cross. But they continue. Verse 31. He is the one whom God exalted to his right hand as a prince and a savior to grant repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Verse 32. And we are witnesses of these things. And so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. My, this right here, this was such a theological blow to these religionists. Okay? They knew the word of God. They knew the Old Testament. Okay? And yet they denied what they knew. They refused to see so many things. And here the apostles are just declaring, hey, the God of our fathers, the most high God has done this. He's raised Jesus from the dead, the Jesus whom you put to death. And not only that, God has exalted him and placed him at his right hand. They understood that idea of being placed at the right hand, the seat of the power and that kind of thing. And then they said that he is the prince. He is the savior that we've been waiting for. And God did this to grant repentance to Israel, to Israel as a whole, but to individuals, forgiveness of sin. And this, this just so undercut the, their entire way of life as religionists. And then they declare this. We're witnesses of this. Okay, From a biblical Old Covenant point of view, we are witnesses of these things. And not only are we witnesses of it, but so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Remember what had happened initially in the first part of this chapter. Ananias and Sapphira dropped dead because they had lied to the Spirit of God. They had tested the Spirit of God. And he's saying that the Holy Spirit is witnesses. Now, they were well aware of the Holy Spirit. A lot of times people say, well, you know, the Jews didn't know about the Holy Spirit. You don't see that in the Old Testament. When somebody tells you that, you know that they don't know the Bible. Because the Bible does not say that. You see the Holy Spirit everywhere. Okay? And he's saying this. It's whom God has given to those who obey. Those who obey him have the Holy Spirit. And that's what they're saying. It is by the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is in his name that this man was healed in this way. It is by the Holy Spirit that we're empowered to do this. It's by the Holy Spirit that we are saved. And the Lord's granting repentance. This is Messiah. So how do you think these religionists act, reacted? You would hope that they would realize that this is that Jesus is the one that had been anticipated, anticipated for millennia. Okay? Verse 32. Well, verse 33, I'm sorry. But when they heard this, they were cut to the quick. In other words, they were cut in their hearts in the translation and intended to kill them. Yeah, it's about the reaction that you expect, isn't it? They were so cut by the truth. They were cut to the heart. They couldn't argue what they said because it was the truth and they knew it was the truth. But rather than repent, rather than turn to God, rather than repent for what they've done, killing Jesus, rather than repent for what they believe, they had rather 
kill these apostles. You know, sometimes we think, well, there's no way that, you know, we would ever be like that and react like that. But I tell you what, we do it all the time. So what are they going to do? Are they going to kill him? Well, my time's up. Next verse, we'll see what's going on. But there is uh, a steadier hand that's about to speak. Okay. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you on the next episode.